Hello and welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, a place where we will dive deep into epic discussions on birth, motherhood, womanhood, rites of passage, and so much more. We are your hosts, Lucy, a mama of four, a birth keeper, a women's worker, and a past midwife who has left the system in the pursuit of truly being with woman. And Christy, a mama of three, birth and pregnancy advocate, community service worker with a strong interest in the shamanic dimensions of the journey from girlhood into womanhood and beyond. Come with us now as we unravel today's conversation. Okay, so welcome back to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast. This is um, episode four. I'm Christy and we have the beautiful Lucy here. Hey, Luce. Hello. <laughs> and, of course, uh, the amazing Sarah. Sarah is a midwife who has worked across settings and countries, pursuing a passion of connecting with and learning from women, midwives and traditional cultures. She has never been one to take the road most travelled and her midwifery career and how she supports women reflects that. She works with plants, nutrition and body work to provide women holistic healing along the childbearing continuum and shares this knowledge with other birth workers through her events and mentoring. So welcome, Sarah. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> My pleasure. It's so interesting hearing back about yourself. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm I so know. grateful. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to have these conversations with you today and see where else we can branch out with that. <laughs> amazing because I was like as I was saying before I was stalking your Instagram and I was like you're actually really super shamanic as well and I'm like yeah she's my jam I like her <laughs> this is why this is why I asked her to come on <laughs> yeah. she's, yeah. she's I will get that off kind of woman <laughs> it's like how can you not be when you're so deep in the birth space right it is like totally. it's a different realm to be in and mm-hmm it can't not affect every aspect of your life so like Mm. I just feel very in it (laughs) yeah Mm, it's so beautiful like your whole page and all the conversations and topics and just watching you unravel as a birth worker has been so inspiring for me um and yeah I think I first met you actually I don't even know if you remember I was trying um, to remember which conference it was. The home birth conference in Sydney. Yeah. In 2017. And I remember being like a wreck that weekend because I was so tired. And I was, I think I was like this pregnant with Violet, to be honest. But I remember we did um, one of the pre, uh, pre conference workshops. Um, I can't even remember now what the, who was it with? Maybe with Rhea. Yeah, maybe. Mm. But, but you were in, we had to like group up and like do little flow, flow charts on like butcher's paper. And <laughs> oh, it was with Millie Hill. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. And I remember you were finishing your degree and um, yeah. And then it's just been sort of, yeah, a beautiful unraveling from there and I got yeah followed you on Instagram and witnessed all your adventures and um I love everything that you're doing you're so um just so grounded I think is the right word 
Really? And, earthy. Yeah. Very earthy. <laughs> I kind of have to be with how floaty I am. I have to like keep a real yeah. grounded element because I'm like constantly like shifting and moving around. But yeah, it's, it's the balance. <laughs> Well, it's following your heart space then, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's yeah, just like, I just, it's so refreshing to have that representation of birth out there, especially on social media and, um, yeah, in the current, the current day um, maternity craziness that we're in, where we're so disembodied um, from what birth should look like, you know, um and yeah Very inspiring so guess- it's inspiring what you do because you're showing like this this well it's actually a, not a new way like you're leading the way in the old way and it's like even just mm. being yourself and putting that out there is just it's actually so refreshing yeah I feel like that's the big like drive and motivator of me like wanting to share a bit of like my story and like what I'm doing just to be like we've been so disillusioned and like absolutely lied to about like what midwifery and supporting women and birth is. And I really feel like um, there's so many other ways to do it. Like I've not particularly done it in the most conventional way. Like I went to university and I started off that way and then just was like, this isn't it. Like, and there's so many more options and to be told that there isn't is just, is just wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I even remember like as a student being told because I, only was studying midwifery and I wasn't a nurse that I'd never work rural or remote I've only ever worked rural or remote I've never worked in the in yes, a metropolitan or I got told that hospital. too it's so mm. funny like I'm just Wait, like what is it I'm what just not it? convinced <laughs> like if you're not a nurse oh, yeah, then okay. you can't like work in um you know rural or remote settings because you'll you'll be needed for nursing oh, duty okay but of course it's yep, just yep, it's yep. not the case like women birth everywhere yep. and yeah oh, and even so just ridiculous. like with working overseas <laughs> like there's so many ways to do things and like I love building other women up to like recognize that and just know that like their potential is not limited and um yeah and just showing that like you can do it differently because like how many midwives like leave midwifery right they always, they mm. say that they're good midwives that um either go into like education on like teaching or they leave midwifery because mm. of like it's just not what we feel like it's going to be but I just don't I don't accept that <laughs> you know yeah and I feel like yeah. we can make it whatever we want to be and it really is a returning to like what midwifery is to its core and I've definitely learned that traveling and connecting with like traditional cultures and seeing what midwifery actually is so oh. that's why I've branched out in so many different ways because like midwifery is not just supporting women during labor and birth and maybe like a few days afterwards like it's actually life so much more expensive than that yeah it's it, mm. it's like it's you're a guide for them in life and like especially in the like, traditional cultures like midwives are seen as like the pillars of communities like they look after the health and well-being of the whole community because mm. we recognize that like looking after a woman is looking after the community in a in a wider expansive way so like I've just been I guess like collecting knowledge along the way of like how you can best do that and yeah I kind of just haven't stopped right it just like the web just keeps mm-hmm. getting bigger and I keep trying to rein it back in <laughs> but it just keeps expanding in another way so oh that's so cool I love that you like do the women's circles and because there's so much self-inquiry in that as well because the more that you you know dig deeper within yourself um 
the more that you can just have that compassion and empathy and understanding for others in such a non-judgmental way and it's mm-hmm. just such a warm feeling like it's so deep we need more depth yeah and so, I actually love that you say that because I'm I've I have been reflecting on like like what drew me to this path and it and it is such a path of like self-discovery that I'm constantly learning why I'm here just through the process of like learning about birth and being with women and like learning about myself and you have to be super self-reflective and like like yeah know things about yourself in order to like show up for women really in such like that intimate kind of space and so yeah I feel like I have so many so many things that have brought me to midwifery because I really do see it as like a calling and a path and not necessarily something that you like consciously make a decision to to start like it's it's not a job it's like it's who you are and and you know it's our own births or births that we've witnessed or stories that we've heard that that bring us here and yeah the the more I'm on this path it is just like a deepening and self-discovery of myself and learning reasons of like okay this makes sense and some of them are just like it just seems really funny but yeah I've done a lot of healing for myself through that as well and it's wife yourself yeah yeah absolutely yeah I love that so much because yeah I feel like I don't know yeah like you said like I feel like how can you possibly hold I mean you can but you in more of a surface level but hold someone in such because birth and pregnancy and even just all the rites of passage of a woman is just so um it is so deep especially when you're held in such reverence and honor and um your love like because you're able to give that and they're able, and just just you just doing this is just so important it's so important like mm. it's I can't stress it enough. It it gives me it gives me a lot of hope and that um you know because I have daughters as well just to have you know midwives like you out there and of course Lucy as well. It's just super cool. Mm. And I've really been reflecting on that and it's like yes, we're coming back to that ideal of like like a sacred space of birth and people who hold the space of birth being really sacred. Um and unfortunately, that's not the reality of the space that the vast majority of women are birthing in. And I feel like I've kind of been regrounding myself a little bit because I just did a, a stint in hospital. And I was just like, it's like polar opposite. Like it's so, I just, I don't feel like I'm really like doing the same thing, but still trying to bring elements of myself like into that space. But I, it was like a real kind of like grounding for me that like sometimes birth just happens. And the situation in the space is actually so unideal. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that wasn't an empowered, positive experience for the woman. Because we we do end up in a bit of a bubble when it comes to birth, especially when you work in home birth. And stepping out of it was an interesting thing for me to do recently, just to be like, oh, yeah, sometimes babies just come. And it's not about the space. Like, we do need to put that trust back in, like, birth and babies as well. Um, But yeah creating birth is this sacred rite of passage like that's what's going to change things like we're reminding women of their power and bringing them back to themselves like that's where the healing is and that's where like we need to not forget that we have a lot of important work to do in that space as well if we're really going to make change even your plant medicine like even the (laughs) the plants that you um delve into you're just even bringing that element 
back to midwifery because I feel like that's tied in as well so beautifully is the plant medicine like the mama plants yeah totally and it's like we've always worked with plants when it comes to women's health and I feel like you know with the wave of like everything that's happened in the U.S. in regards to like women not being able to access like um care to like release a pregnancy it's like well it is a reclaiming like coming back to plants because we've always held this knowledge and we've always shared this knowledge amongst each other and like there's different ways that we can support women's bodies and I guess like one of the things that really inspired me to like find out more knowledge about working with plants is that women with like endometriosis and reproductive health issues and um, who are like have painful periods or have like um, prolapses and told the only thing that that is going to support them is like surgery, which we know doesn't actually support them. Like, and a lot of like post-birth healing, like we don't look after women properly and we've always worked with plants to support their healing and they really work. I've absolutely like supported my own health and healing in ways that i wasn't able to be supported in like through like modern medicine um and I, I just keep coming back to that knowledge and every time it supports me and yeah just the healing that women have when they're supported during postpartum especially with like sits baths and steaming and massage and working with like plants and all the properties that they bring like is so different to what we just accept in the western world and like in our society of like oh like you know maybe a couple of days rest and then you'll be fine like just get back to it but mm. like we have all these like long-term reproductive health issues that we shouldn't have like why do so many women have reproductive health issues like it's nuanced there's so many reasons why but you know they're being told that it's normal and it's just not normal like it's a not a way that we should accept to live there's so many things that you can do about it and like it doing like womb work as well like I was drawn to it to support women like after birth I really love like the postpartum period but I realized like how applicable it is like when you're trying to conceive or like just when you're doing womb work in general like when you sort of like open up that that channel of like health and well-being with your womb and like physical and spiritual and energetic alignment just like has so many flow on effects of our lives like some of the messages I get from women in the days after we've done like at some body work together it's like I it's not really why I thought I started doing this work but like what it opens up is just like incredible and like all women deserve this I actually thought that I um got my period back because my baby's Oh, she's 10 months. I thought my first cycle started um, over a month ago, but I'm reflecting on it now. And I actually had this body work done with this amazing woman down here. And um, a lot of it was to do with womb healing. My baby's here, by the way, everyone. So that's what you can hear. But she did um, a lot of healing. I did a very big release. So it was almost mm-hmm. like um, it was my first body work session, uh, like since giving birth to her. And I just think that, like, I did have a bit of, like, old blood that came out, like, the, the couple of days after. I think it was, like, three days after. And I just think it was just, like, a a clearing almost, like, a release, like, because I don't feel like my period. I don't think it was my period. So 
just I could really resonate with what you just said then like because it is so deep it's, and it's where we hold everything like everything <laughs> our traumas our fears everything yeah yeah and like women don't even know this and it's usually like pregnancy and birth that sort of like maybe like opens that up a little bit for them and I feel like um you know, during labor and birth, a lot of that sort of stuff can come up. And if you've never been open to or even thought about like exploring it, some women are really kind of like taken aback by it. Like, I don't know, I've looked after some women during labor and they look like they're like going through like a, such a process, like plant medicine journey, kind of like releasing and then, um, and then speaking to them afterwards. And they're like, all this stuff was coming up. Like I was having all these like memories from my childhood and like, and like you could see the, them processing that like throughout their their labors and things, and and then yeah, it's it's kind of like a dance sometimes, and like that's why birth can be so healing because it can be like this this like opportunity of like processing and release because literally like the baby is so physically like pushing on every single like ligament and muscle and tension point in your pelvis right it's like cracking it like wide open so if there's anything there like it's going to be activated um and then yeah after, like not long after I was kind of really reflecting on this is when like Ria's book comes out and she sort of explores it as well and then the I just sort of started opening up the conversation with people more and like I was hearing more stories that like that was some people's experience and um and I don't know I kind of have the the feeling that like Maybe that is why some women opt for an epidural sometimes, not necessarily because of like the physical pain, but because they actually are just like not ready to experience like the things that are coming up and they kind of want to escape it a little bit. Mm. Do you want to touch upon um, your journey learning like room massage and what that looks like? That's something that is just so potent and just incredible yeah yeah it's like I like room massage is like one element of like what I do I work with like the whole like the body on a whole I feel like you know you can't just like go straight in for the womb you kind of have to like do like support the whole body and like kind of make your way there because it's like it's got to just defenses up right and very like rightly so um but just like my body work journey in general like it's just again like how did I even end up in on the path of midwifery like it's like how did this even happen but yeah I um I did my grad year in a hospital and was just like well this isn't what I want to (laughs) do this is like not even close to what I want to do and I was living in Cairns at the time and um I literally just looked up like what the cheapest flights were and there was really cheap flights to India because it wasn't so far away. And I was like, all right, I'm going to look up if there's a birth center in India and then I'm going to reach out to them and see if I can work with them. And that all unfolded and I did. And I <laughs> lived and worked in India in a birth center. Um, but a big part of what they do with, is postpartum care. Um, I was living in Kerala. There's um, like Ayurveda is like the normal way of, of, of healing and health. and um, yeah, so I got to go out with um, our chechis, which are like the older women at the centre, and do the postpartum massage. And, um, yeah, so I just I learned it from a, like an Ayurvedic kind of like Abhinyanga kind of massage um, for post-birth, 
with a woman who didn't speak English and we just I just did a lot of observing and received a lot of massages from her and um, asked questions to other people and um, then sat with it for quite a while and belly binding as well like the um, Ben Kung style of binding that's where I learned that um, and then kind of just sat with it for a while came back to Australia and was like um, I just really needed to feel into how it was right to share this knowledge because I felt like it was like shared with me in like such a sacred way um, that I, yeah, I didn't really use it for a while and I just wanted to really reflect on the most appropriate way to share um, and, to, and to provide this knowledge. Um, I'd learned from other women as well, like Rebozo work and I've um, done Jenny and Fiona's like healing um like pelvic work the internal external like pelvic balancing as well and it just all intertwines like really well so um yeah I use all those elements when I look after a woman um and then another crazy turn of event story how I ended up in Guatemala <laughs> like, like a whole story in its own but I literally, I, I was in Europe and my visa was running out and I needed to go somewhere else. And I started talking to someone on Instagram and they're like, um, a dear friend now who is a big part of running the midwife project um, for the Mayan midwives over in Guatemala. So I was like, okay, that sounds like something that I'm like super interested in. Um, and she's like, well, we're doing a Mayan abdominal massage course in two weeks, if you can be in rural Guatemala in two weeks. And I'm like, Yes, I can. So I've <laughs> bought a flight to Guatemala and um, I'm down. And, yeah. <laughs> and I've always wanted to um to learn and mind abdominal massage. And again, like it's it's not one thing. Every every midwife and every woman and every family does it differently. It's not one thing to learn. So when I saw it pop up in Australia, like to um to learn, like it just it didn't feel right for me um to be learning that knowledge in that way. Um, mm. and I love traveling. So I'm like, all right, to the source. <laughs> um, yeah. So then I, I went and did a very, very intensive, um, week training with some midwives in Guatemala and some women there. And, um, yeah, it just helped me build on the knowledge that I already have of working with women's bodies, particularly in postpartum. Um, my abdominal massage is actually done on anyone other than during pregnancy but they use it a lot post-birth but it's actually for anyone for like health and healing and realigning the body in a very kind of like spiritual and energetic kind of way and it's really it's quite deep work it's actually can be like extremely painful and, and like you know emotionally like release like quite a lot um so in Australia I haven't yet done it to the extent that it could be done because I feel like people would be like what was that um but yeah it's definitely, it definitely I, I reckon I would love it <laughs> well I'm open I'm open to do it <laughs> people are open to receive but yeah I, it really was with the intention mostly to build on um supporting preconception as well um and yeah but to build on like my postpartum support and um the practices that I provide for women um yeah and just mostly you learn from women's bodies like and you have I've always had a really good understanding and done certain things in my life that like um I have a very like sound understanding of like the anatomy of the body and the structure of the body and all those sorts of things um and working with bodies so 
yeah, it's just something I've just like continued to build on in other ways. Like anytime I have like an interest area, I feel like my knowledge could be expanded. Then I seek out that knowledge and support. Um, but mostly I've learned from women. So that's why I'm like mm. passionate about like sharing as well. Like this is the way we have always learned these things. Like I feel like especially, and I definitely have like got caught up on it before as well. And I think a lot of doulas do like the whole like certification and doing different courses and learning different ways. Like, and yeah. I guess that's our society now, right? We're so like, mm. where's your certificate? And like, you know, what institution did you learn through? And like, you, how else do you learn knowledge? But like, all the midwives that I've connected with in different, like the traditional midwives, like across the world, like learn their knowledge either through their lineage and through their family. And it's like knowledge that's passed down and it's like, you know, it's lifelong learning. They've been doing this since they're a child or they gain this knowledge from their dreams. Like they're brought to this, Mm -hmm. like midwives are seen as healers and they're, they're, pulled onto this path sometimes not necessarily by choice at all and it and they're obligated to do it a lot of the time they don't really have a choice otherwise like you know things can happen in their lives because they're not following the path that the spirits reached out and told them that they should be on and they literally learn this knowledge in dreams and they just know it and like I feel like I tried to have this conversation with people when I was like a young fresh midwife and people were just like uh no but I was like I know you, you gotta <laughs> gauge who's gonna understand yeah. that like I so that happens good. in everyday life for me I'm like yeah okay, yeah they're not my pe- they're not my people <laughs> yeah yeah but like I've all like as a midwife I've always just like felt like I've known things like I don't know where this knowing comes from but I just have such like a certain a certainty like it's like I don't question the things that I know it's just like so deep in me and like it's just it's just there for me it's just like very easy to access and I feel very very confident and calm like especially in a birth space like mm. yeah it's like I don't know it's like past life stuff like it's deep in your bones I resonate so deeply with all of what you just said I think that's like like if I was living in a different time or a different country I would yeah I feel like I'm it's I feel like I'm in the wrong kind of place Mm. like it resonates so much for me to be following dreams and instincts and feelings and as opposed to doing the knowledge like knowledge is part of it but I mean like out of a textbook doing the course, getting the certificate, like that to me jars me so much. And I, my whole body says, no, it's like this full body, like, no. (laughs) And I think that's why I've ended up, um, yeah, like no longer wanting to be registered because I found that quite a tricky place to navigate from when I had this inner knowing of what midwifery should be and how I wanted to operate. And I just felt like at every turn, it was like this blockade and expectation of our society of what um a midwife looks like (laughs) and that's why I love and I'm so inspired by your work because you really have just run with your instinct and you've made it look the way that you want it to look for you and the way that feels aligned with your inner knowing and um yeah it's just so beautiful yeah and it's like well, it's definitely like not respected in our society. And I, it, I think it's because we've been so far removed from our own intuition. And when it comes to birth, like 
and I feel like a lot of like especially women I guess now who work like in home birth like would get this like there's so much unlearning to do from the way that we were conditioned and taught like really like and I say it like time and time again but like women in birth is like our greatest teacher like actually if you think that you know anything in a birth like then that's your ego speaking like it's like every single birth unfolds like completely differently and like yes knowledge and experience like absolutely guides you and like you like you feel really certain in that and you like it helps support your um the way that you show up and the way that you practice but I don't know I feel like if your ego and like you're like thinking birth should be a certain way because that's what we were like taught or that's what we were read in a textbook like birth will something will happen where birth will like pull you back from yeah. that and remind yeah. you that like that is not the way that birth unfolds it, all rarely, like, oh. it rarely fits in yeah. that bloody textbook does it it's like <laughs> more times how did we not. even like who even created that it actually makes no sense that like everyone's bodies would birth the same way like I have seen birth in so many different capacities because I've like been fortunate enough to be in spaces where we let it unfold and that's not to say that you don't step in when things are going awry because like when birth is unfolding in a physiological way like it's so obvious when something is like like maybe needing a little bit of support and like yes fill your toolbox with all the things to be able to support it but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're using those things very often like I know a lot of things and I most of the time I'm sitting back and doing nothing at all like just literally just like observing the space and like seeing what's needed and a lot of the times not a lot is not a lot is needed like just you just need to love on the woman and that's usually how things unfold but but birth has surprised me like there's so many situations that I've been in that like clinically there was no way that that woman was going to have a straightforward birth and she absolutely rocked it and it was very like in the in the realm of birth like very straightforward Mm -hmm. and relatively like I don't want to say easy because it might not be her experience but in comparison like yeah it's a very kind of like easeful kind of birth and then other situations like where you're like there is no reason why this woman shouldn't be able to birth this baby and it just hasn't happened Mm. and you know and sometimes we can figure out why and sometimes we never know and it's like it's sitting in the uncomfortability of the mystery right Mm -hmm. and like that textbooks don't fit into the mystery (laughs) of birth yeah (laughs) and I get it like it's like you know it's hard to be comfortable in a space like that where you really it's so uncertain that you don't know how things are going to unfold and like that's not the society we live in now right like we want to know everything and we want to prove everything and we want science to back everything mm. but I'm like science is very like it's biased and it's like science supports what science wants to support um not saying that there's not like you know benefit from doing things like research and things like that it helps give us like pieces of information but it's not it's so hard to relate to birth and it's not black yeah white. yeah it's really it's really not well science isn't in general it just makes you ask more questions that's what like a good like study or research does but yeah. like I, th- I just think it's really funny that like we've been doing things like probably like since like the dawn of time as midwives that now like being supported by evidence and we're like what mm-hmm. like delayed cord clamping and keeping babies skin to skin it's like it's just so common sense it's just a feeling yeah. like it's just yeah. like a, a primal like instinctual animalistic yeah. thing why do that we, we need, why we need so a study to back that up and allow that to be practice like it's like exactly 
it's and so we still wild. don't even do it we still don't even do it that's why it's just like so frustrating I feel like I yeah I'm obviously like a very free-spirited kind of person but like yeah I, I probably feeling the same as what you feel like in the system Lisa like just like very caged like why I just feel like I'm constantly like walking around being like why did you do that like what what was the reasoning behind that like yeah I'm a yeah, very common just, sense well, kind of person like, I know, that's how my I brain think- works so when you're a midwife in the system it's like nothing makes sense yeah it <laughs> and is it's so bizarre it's, I can't I can't just leave it as well that's the policy and procedure I'm like but why <laughs> yeah like, it's it's just insane to me and it's very disempowering for well I found it disempowering as a midwife but also for women to be so disconnected from their own instincts and innate knowing on how they need to move and be in labor and then care for their baby afterwards we're just constantly like severing that um Mm -hmm. that instinctual pull to do what they need to do and that's part of why the system is really not serving women we need to foster an environment that trusts women and trusts birth and centers the woman and her innate wisdom and knowledge and um yeah not come from a place of ego and like we know everything because we have a textbook or a study or whatever like as you said that can complement that but it's not the be all and end all and it's quite dangerous to just boil it down to that hey yeah yeah and then as well like even women trusting their intuitions like when have we been supported to do that like even from like childhood we're like discouraged from like tuning into what our own body's needs are and we're like told how to behave and like go to the bathroom at this time like before you get in the car or before you like go to bed or like you have to eat now what I'm telling you to eat at the time I'm telling you to eat like we have like it's a huge like journey to sort of like come back to yourself and trust yourself like you know so many women and and, like girls have abused like how do you trust yourself and how do you trust your body when the safest thing for you to do was disconnect from it and then there's like no guiding you back to it it's like yes there's an amazing re-emerging now of like women reconnecting with themselves and recon- and like connecting with each other and in that like reconnecting with birth and our other kind of like sacred rites of passage but there's so many women actually that are like they don't know how to trust their own instincts because they don't even really know what that means so of course they're going to put that trust in like the external experts that you know, that know better because they're just so far from that. So the guiding women back to themselves, like and mentors and part like of what we do. Wise women. Um there's just I don't know, there's not many people to turn to for young women either. Cause I mean, yeah, we've got our mothers, but sometimes we want, you know, a wider range of influence around and I don't think there is that around either you know I I feel like even our mother's generation is probably very very disconnected very much it's kind of like uncommon for someone to be like tuned in with their with their bodies but I don't know I I feel like the the conversations are growing I feel like social media has definitely been very supportive of that like trying like connecting with like-minded people who outside like your immediate circle and things like that um but yeah women women want to know this stuff though like I 
am like a little bit like socially shy but then when I start to sort of like talk about like women's bodies and birth and stuff I, all of a sudden like women just like gravitate towards you like it's happened to me yeah. like out of the pub before and like I was randomly on a boat the other day and like ended up showing all these women how to find their wombs and like I'm just like oh, how I, I always do that. you're such a fairy godmother that's good though you're just shining your light everywhere that's like that's how you're making a difference. That's how we, we spread our magic and our medicine, you know. I think that's yeah. really cool. But women uh, want it. We're craving it. Yeah. It's time for us to come home. And, like, mm. and yeah, I guess, like, as well, just, like, the way I talk about birth and then my friends, like, years later will come to me and be like, I think I want to work in birth or, like, I'm really drawn to, like, like become a doula. I'm like, no, we're just coming home to ourselves because we were always yeah. around birth. Like you would have seen birth by like, yes, absolutely. I'm going to encourage you to do this and come on this path because it's amazing. But yeah, well, like it's normal for us to gravitate towards birth, right? Because that's what we were always surrounded mm-hmm. by. Like it was just our norm. It's in our like cellular DNA to like have this knowledge. Mm. I, I said that when, the other um, day. Oh, sorry, Luz. Sorry. You go. Uh, sorry. I was just going to say, I remember when no, I was no, no. studying studying to be a midwife and I was learning about just anatomy and our physiology and our natural menstrual cycles and I was like whoa I don't even know I never knew that knowledge like as in depth well I barely knew anything to be honest and how just affirming and empowering that having that knowledge was and how crazy Mm -hmm. it was to me that I have to study midwifery to know this yeah and I remember talking to my girlfriends when we I was like I must have been 19, 20, whatever. Um, you know, we were still pretty young and I was like, yeah, so, you know, you can track your cervical mucus and you can feel, have you felt your cervix? <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, it's really amazing. And like now years later, they're like, remember when you talk, you were talking about cervical mucus and like, it's all like now relevant because you know, with trying to conceive babies and then like natural contraception and um, it's relevant for them now, but it was like, they're like, wow, yeah, that was really cool that you exposed us to that then and Mm -hmm. it planted that seed of like, yeah, asking questions and wanting to know more about how their bodies worked and, but also just, again, how wild it is that it's not taught in school. It's not something that we just or from our, our family, our aunties, our mothers, like it's not something that we are so plugged into. Um, it's our own wisdom in our bodies that we should have access to and feel empowered in. And yeah, it's it was just it, it's just wild to me that it took me to study midwifery to learn a lot of stuff about my own body. Yeah, absolutely. Like I didn't know anything. I remember like probably very early on in our midwifery, we had like a diagram of like a uterus and like female reproductive like organs and like you know and I'll and we had to label it and it was literally like a kid's activity like the, the list of words were there we just had to put them in the right spot and our lecturer I still remember this was like hardly anyone got this right and that's really concerning it's <laughs> like oh my god I had no idea no idea and like I was on hormonal contraception from when I was like really young and then when I was studying midwifery I came off it and my life completely transformed like getting in touch with my own body and my own cycle and like I broke off an engagement because I was not attracted to my partner anymore like after I stopped like it was like 
it really, really shook my life up. And I didn't even realize that like, I never had a healthy cycle, never. And I didn't know what was normal because I'd never experienced it. Because as soon as I like started bleeding, I started taking like contraception and was like, oh, cool. I don't have to bleed. It was like, what? Why did I rob that from myself? Because I had no guidance on any alternatives of like, or reasoning why I shouldn't take this. Like I worked in a pharmacy. Everyone, like I filled out scripts to the contraception pill every day and like it just made sense. I had a partner. I didn't have to bleed. I liked doing like going swimming and like doing sports. Like, like, yeah, it's been, it's been a big process. I mean, I'm so glad that like I found midwifery because it really did change my life in every aspect. And now I'm like so innately innately like aware of my body and my health and my well-being and exactly what it needs like like I don't know I still seek like external support by like like acupuncturists and like kinesiology Mm -hmm. and body work and all these sorts of things but like they are just reaffirming back to me that like I I know exactly what is going on with my body and exactly what it needs and that is like the most powerful thing that you can have in this society right it's like we are a sick society that is like reliant on like medical care to for everything to birth to like get pregnant now like it's really scary so Mm. being able to regain that knowledge like really is one of the most like powerful things you can do so powerful (laughs) so it's like the wheel Mm. the wheel jane hardwick's wheel that's when i found out um you know how I don't know if you've seen her at the wheel, like she connects it with yeah, her arm. Done it. Yeah, like it's just epic. Like how it connects with our seasons and the moon phases. And when I first um got shown that, I think going up to Mullumbindi for like a I hope you can hear me because she's my baby singing, but um went up to Mullumbindi for like a moon song workshop. And I actually walked away really angry because I was like, what if I want like I wonder if I had been taught this at a young age, like if it was part of like a school curriculum or, you know, some extracurricular activity or something, if I would have um, gone through my teenage, teenage years a little bit better. Like, Oh, yeah. I just, <laughs> totally. Yeah, because I just had so many issues as a teenager, like body image and sex, like, you know, and my period and um, like you know, eating disorders and um, just so much stuff that it is all connected um, and just being feeling so lost in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it just sort of made me a bit sad. Like I've actually had to tend to my like younger self quite a lot because of that and just be like, oh, it's okay. Like I'm doing it now and I'm showing my daughter now and my son. Um, but yeah, it just feels, I feel a bit ripped off. Yeah, I I totally resonate with all of that. But, like, this is, like, the revolution, right? Like, this is where we rise. Like, it's, like, we kind of have to be a little bit angry. And I think, like, with what happened with birth and birth being taken, like, from us, like, and that knowledge being taken from us, like, we're going through a reclaiming right now. And, like, and, like, learning traditional midwifery ways and, like, learning that there is alternative ways to become a midwife and learn midwifery or like learn how to be with birth. I was kind of like, Oh damn, I wish I knew about this beforehand because I would have never gone through the university system. Um, But if I didn't, and if I haven't experienced the things that I've experienced in the system, I wouldn't have the fire under me that I have. Like I've needed that. And like, Mm. I'm still grateful for that. And 
yeah, it, it all just shapes us in, in the ways that it does, right? Totally. I've had moments of like, I've wasted so many years, you know, trying to pursue midwifery in the way that I wanted and should I, I wish that maybe I hadn't, but then I'm like exactly the same conclusion that you had, you know, it's given me experiences that have shaped how I operate now and it has lit the fire in me to now evolve and grow into the birth worker or whatever that I do in the future. And without that, I wouldn't be here. So it is a really exciting time. I think a lot of people are waking up and being like, hey, I demand better now and asking questions. And I'm excited. I really am excited by the energy of the feminine right now. I think we are rewilding ourselves in so many ways. And, um, but yeah, I just, I wanted to really quickly circle back to the start of midwifery for you and like, how did that come to be? What was that? Yeah. What was that journey like? What sparked your interest? And yeah. Um, yeah, I really feel like I keep like shifting and changing, like what, how this all started because it really was like like a literal like split second decision that I kind of just trusted and went with (laughs) I am quite impulsive (laughs) so it's like not really like you know uncommon for me to do something like that but what star sign are you I'm a Libra and I have five. Oh, you're an air like, sign. Of course you yeah, are. Yeah, five I like, I like, always... Libras throughout my chart. So I'm kind of just like. <laughs> I have to ask you. I always have to ask you what their stuff like because I'm an Aquarian. I'm an air sign. I'm like, I do that shit all the time. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I, I know what I'm. But it's always the right, like the right decision. But it's like just, it's very intuitive. Yeah, I only have air and fire in my in my yeah. chart. I don't have any <laughs> crowding earth at all. Perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just living life in a completely different way. And I um, was actually, I worked in hospitality for a long time and I was like managing bars and like super passionate about that. And like, um, yeah, so I've always been a bit of like a bit of a boss woman. <laughs> so starting my own business is like pretty natural for me. But um, yeah, I just was overseas actually and I was in Mexico which is funny because like coming back to like traditional midwifery a lot of it stem like that I follow like stems from Mexico now but um just seeing how women live in the world and realizing that like I was put and born into a country with so much privilege that I need to do something with that and I want to do something that supports women so I came back um to Australia and just had like I don't know guess like a life crisis about like what am I doing with my life like I don't want to work back in hospitality it's terrible hours no not unlike midwifery um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it just it wasn't it didn't I I wanted to do something with like a bit more purpose but yeah literally was just like oh maybe I'll study midwifery I didn't even know what midwifery was I didn't even know what a midwife did like I was just like pregnant women yes I'm fascinated by that babies yeah cool like no idea um even when I was studying it in my first year like you explained in your episode Lucy it's just nursing the first year like I had like I was like what is this I was like maybe I'll move into medicine like because it's kind of like the same stuff and I'm relatively good at the science side like um but then I did a placement uh, my first ever placement shift I was like the goddess has absolutely gifted me and placed me with Fiona Hanlon 
And if you have met Fiona before, she is an incredible woman, an incredible midwife. And the way that she holds women, just like, I was like, this is what I do. This is what I want to do. Like the first like placement, like shift that I ever had was like help, helping her bed bath a woman after she'd given birth. Like, and I don't like, I still do that, but everyone thinks I'm weird when I do that. Like, it's like, oh, she can get up and have a shower. I'm like, no that's beautiful like yeah it was um yeah it was really really showed me like what midwifery is and was caring for women and I was like yeah this is this is why I was drawn here and like I was saying like more things have kind of just unfolded along this path of like deep self-discovery that have made more sense of why I'm here and like um like a lot around my own birth story like my which I've unpacked a lot with Jane Hardwick colleagues as well, help me unpack me even further. Um, but yeah, I don't really that, know. That's sometimes. a big one though. I absolutely was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it's like, it makes more and more sense to me every, like all the time. Yeah. It's just what I do. It's just what I was supposed to do. And it's just what I think I've always done. Yeah. Yeah, gives me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes we over complicate and analyze things in our society. It can be so simple as this is what I was born to do. It's like my calling. It's you know, it's running through my blood in my veins. It's can be that simple. Um, and it's so funny how we are pulled into certain directions that um expose us to people and situations and things that spark that self-inquiry and we ask these questions of ourselves that then take us further down that path um, of where we're meant to go and if we just follow our instincts as opposed to what we think we should be doing um yeah I think we always will find our way and it's yeah again it's like just coming back to like we to our instincts like we're we are animals um, and it's, you know, it's sometimes can be so simple <laughs> life. Yeah. It's, um, it doesn't have to be this big, busy, heady experience. Um, yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I feel like, and like, that's absolutely been my truth and what has happened for me. Like, I, I don't plan anything in my life. Things just unfold. Like, I how do I have a business like what like when did that happen like I didn't <laughs> like I, I have no like you know I have dreams and things that I'm working towards and things that I'm sort of like chipping away at a little bit but like I literally don't even know where I'm going to be like a few months from now like and I've just trusted that that and that's why I guess I have that reassurance that like this is my path and this was chosen for me because like the things that have planned out and the things like that I've experienced because I've just had this like deep trust like and if I have something that kind of like pops up I just go with it and like the people that I've met across the world are just like that's why I'm like it just keeps making sense like I just I was in a random Guatemalan like village because I met someone on Instagram and then I met all these other people like and I learned all these things um and I had no intention of going to Guatemala until two weeks before. And I kind of was just like, all right. Like, and that has happened to me so many times that I just have to keep trusting. And like, even 
now like I'm I'm traveling for births and it's and it's hard to factor everything in especially like booking flights and things because I've like had to change like every single flight that I've ever booked like I don't even know why I bother um and like you know it's sometimes that can sort of be a little bit like uncomfortable because I was like I was trying to put some semi kind of plan of like when I was going to be here at certain times or like I'd planned events that babies had come when babies had wanted to come and I've had to cancel them and it's just sinking deeper and deeper and deeper into that trust and I think that is a really good quality in the birth space because you just really have to sit in your trust and if you don't have trust like you're not going to be having a good time so I just have to keep flowing with it otherwise I just put myself up against resistance and when and then when I just like fully surrender to it like the most incredible connections and things come through so yeah I it's not always easy but i just have to live in with trust (laughs) I can relate to that so much yeah I can relate to that and that's also just the um process of birth in itself yeah really just letting yeah I feel like it's all birth it's birth preparation I feel like this whole journey for me has been like a good birth preparation I think life is just like birth preparation in itself when you can lean into it in that way like just trusting and letting it unfold and sitting in the uncomfortable moments and just um yeah like I really resonate with what you definitely just what with what you just said it's 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 actually really nice to hear somebody else is a little bit like me (laughs) I know and you know it did take me a little bit to sort of like crack out and start like sharing some of the things that I do but once I have like there's a lot of us out there (laughs) People just are like thirsty coming back for to ourselves. Yeah, we're thirsty for a different way of life that's just authentic and we're more plugged into source and we're sick of the rat race, hey. <laughs> I've never been about it. <laughs> no, neither. I've never been about it. <laughs> so right now. Really high flow. <laughs> it's so too right airy for the rat race. <laughs> oh, completely. I'm, I'm like full fire. So funny. I'm like just realized I'm like actually double Leo so I'm like identity crisis but um because I'm on the cusp so I always thought I was a cancerian but no um you're a Leo Leo. (laughs) stepping into my Leo now hey um yeah so right now so right now you're just on call and you travel and you meet women and your 10 birth and that's so amazing I think she just needs to get her dog I know I've got babies, we've got dogs. Babies I'm and like, dogs, it's all happening. actually just got scratched by the kitten, to be honest. That's why she started crying. I was like, oh, no, yeah, the dog is fine. He went to go outside. I was like, oh, shit. The dog, the um, cat, baby. I know. I'm actually surprised that Violet hasn't interrupted me. Like, this is <laughs> wild. It's actually wild. This has never happened. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm travelling at the moment. I've recently had a birth so I'm just in the beautiful rawness of postpartum at the moment and yeah it just extended my time here a little bit longer just to look after a woman and her family um and I keep saying I had one more birth planned but she um had already birthed so I'm going to go do some more postpartum support with her but then I um, I realised that you actually can't book births and events at the same time. So I've taken some time off births and I've got like lots of events coming up um, on the East Coast of New South Wales, um, which I'm super excited about as well because 
yeah, I don't, I don't want to have to just be like, so like in the birth space all the time. Like I like the idea of taking little breaks from it. Like when I've worked with other home birth midwives before and like spoken and connected with some, they're just like midwifery till you die. Right. It's like all about like just supporting women, just supporting births, every, like your life, your family, everything else gets like, you know, sacrificed. And I just, again, something that I don't accept and, um, I don't need to do a whole huge amount of births. That's why I learned the other skills that and like to be able to support in other ways, because for one, it's a holistic way of caring for women. And that's how I want to care for women by providing them like nutrition and body work and, and things like that. And like, um, especially in that postpartum time, like being very present. Um, but I don't want to be in like birth after birth after birth. Like it just like, for me, it like discalibrates my energy and then I can't show up in a birth space how I want to. So yeah, I've been really inventive of like coming up with ways to do other things so that I can be in the birth space when I really feel aligned to it and I honor it but when I don't feel like that I pull myself out of it and that has been challenging at times um but I feel like that's what that's how I need to show up in a very like honorable way for women and birth is like to be in it when I'm really in a good alignment with myself and sometimes I need to take time out to to like yeah to regain that you're a multifaceted woman we all are like we yeah. don't have to make something our identity like I mean it's part of your identity but it's like you're you you're you have so much more to offer and so much more to learn and really you can use everything that you learn in midwifery anyway like, yeah that's what, that's what I feel like it's not sustainably yeah. just be on call all the time no yeah I just I don't think it it serves you and women and it's like I see so many midwives are so burnt out and I was so burnt out like I did a lot of births like during COVID because like for one like what else was I going to do but like I was doing a lot of like other stuff on the side like building up my business and finishing my master's and running conference fees and like just crazy stuff but like just too many births being in too many birth spaces like it's huge energy and if you're like attuned to it then yeah I feel like for myself I need to take some space away from that. Um, so, yeah, I've got some other things coming up, like, in the next few months that I'm, like, really excited about. Yeah, tell us. Tell us about them if, if they're. <laughs> is it a secret? Is it a secret? What is, is it, it a secret? Right. Sorry, did I? <laughs> it's my events. <laughs> no, it's not a secret at all. I'm here to share. Um, no, I'm really excited. I'm starting off um, in service at the Big Mama Camp Out and um, providing body work and um for the women who will be attending which I'm like really excited about um then I have my own postpartum workshop coming up in Mawillimba in New South Wales so you're facilitating it yeah so I hold spaces to share um the knowledge that I have learnt in a way that I really um honor and show reverence to where I've learnt this knowledge from so if you do attend any of my like in-person events, um, it also contributes back to the Midwife Project, which is supports the Mayan midwives oh, in Guatemala. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I 
share a lot. Mostly it's like all postpartum stuff. So how to support women in her postpartum healing with plants, a little bit of body work with belly binding uh, nutrition, just sort of um, giving people some more skills and knowledge to like and a space to really practice this and ask questions because like there's not a lot of opportunities to learn this knowledge um like online definitely but sometimes it's like it needs to be a bit more like interactive and yeah we hold it in like a beautiful like circle space and it's really lovely but come to the mountains please can you I'm so excited (laughs) oh yeah no it's like I don't know I try not to pre-plan too far ahead because it was on the cards but I'm down. If you're here, sign me up right now. I feel like I feel like (laughs) this year will probably be me taking time off birth to run a bit, a few more events, Um, Mm -hmm. and I've got some collaborations in the works with some people that I'm have been talking to. Um, But yeah, the postpartum one, I that's one that I'm really excited to do. I had one in Melbourne and it was just like so luscious, and I will run another one in Melbourne because like we sold out and um yeah I still had so much more interest um and then I oh I haven't put this one out there yet actually um I have another sort of women's circle that I run called body love nourishment which is about um reconnecting and coming home to your to your body and like understanding the stories that we've kind of like held on to um or been told as women like throughout our lives and how that affects our relationship with our body um and it's like a like a a body painting event where you sort of like paint your own body Um, but we also like have a lot of discussions around you know the stories that we carry and how to release them and stuff and um yeah that one that that like event came to me through one breathwork session and then when I was in Guatemala and I was like literally emerged from the breathwork session being like okay this just came through I'm gonna do this I just need to meet a couple of people because there's a few things that I need in order to to for it to come to fruition like a couple of hours later there was this woman who was body painting like on and doing face paints on someone at this event and I sat down with her we're born on exactly the same day have like a crazy life story uh her beautiful like her name is Michelle she's so beautiful she's like my absolute like pixie twin who just happened to like be born on the other side of the world and we ran these events together and it was perfect she's a professional body painter that's so um, epic (laughs) <laughs> yeah so it's a yeah it's a coming together in a gathering of women and like we usually like um share song and soup and cacao and oh. um yeah it has been photographed in the past because um I just wanted pe- women to have like a moment like something to take home yeah um of like just you know them and their beauty like and their rawness um but so do well, the women there's... paint or does the art like the body painter does she do the painting while you actually talk or uh, so we paint ourselves or like adorn oh, ourselves yeah, with like yeah. dried flowers and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then if you felt like you wanted support, then we opened up and shared with each other. I had like one beautiful experience where a woman like, um, yeah, was really quiet, didn't really want to open up, like um, was just sitting there and writing like the whole time as we were all painting and then kind of just like shared what she had written to us and then started crying and then like laid down and we all started painting her and it was like oh oh my god it's got like tingles but it was like such a huge huge experience it was so beautiful just to sort of like hold each other in that space um but 
yeah, so I'm looking to run one in Byron Bay and uh, just need to like secure a couple more things and then I'll put some information out about it. Um, you do that on your page? Like, do you put, yeah, like, mostly Instagram, that how you, but I, yeah, yeah, but I am kind of rejigging my website at the moment to, um, yeah. so the information will be up there as well and you can buy tickets and things. Yeah. Um, and I keep the groups really small because, yeah it's it's intimate sharing so I do like cap them so it is like a good idea to buy a ticket um and then I got invited to share at someone else's retreat which was like so amazing so I'm doing um two different sessions like a a womb work session and a like a collective like yoni steam and working with plants session oh how good I love the old yoni steam especially a collective one like oh it's like super opening um (laughs) yeah at a at a ayurvedic postpartum doula retreat in byron so so honored to be asked to teach at someone else's retreat and it's like a lot less organization for me it's amazing so i've got heaps of exciting stuff coming up i'm like really really looking forward to that and in that i will have some space for myself in between a little bit which is nice yes oh i'm gonna keep my eye out for that (laughs) Wow, I want to do all of those workshops. (laughs) Yes. So incredible, all the things that you do and offer women and hold space in such a beautiful way. It's like definitely what the women are craving and needing in this time. Lucy, do you remember? (laughs) Sorry, I was just going to say, you just reminded me what you said before. Lucy, do you remember them flower essences that I had in my birth in the little brown bottles? Do I remember what they were? No, like do you just remember them? Because yeah. as you were just talking before, like just with your plant medicine and stuff, like it just came to me then, then little flower essences, how um, I think I was like, I don't know, I was nearly just about to birth and um, you dropped them in my mouth and mm. I was like just the frequency of these flowers. I don't know. I feel like mm. I just changed the subject then so randomly, but just you speaking then reminded me of that so much. Like she just puts these like drops in my mouth. I don't even know who made these flower essences. Like one of the, like I invited so many women to my baby blessing from like when I did the four seasons and someone just randomly put them on the altar, hadn't used them. And, and, um, Lucy like dropped them in my mouth and the vibration from them flowers I was just yep. like pinging like so much <laughs> from from them and you dropped them in my mouth in postpartum as well and I was like what is that like yeah the that? power of the plants they hold intention and they hold like they hold so much memory and and like that's why like my my womb alchemist stuff at the moment like it's never going to be a big brand thing at all like I make everything myself and like some oh, of the, the things like I've like foraged and overseas or um like especially with the oils like I won't make them if I'm in a bad mood like I have to be like yes. really in the space and I'm always singing and um like some of the elements that are in some of the oils especially is like I get them from the midwives like in Guatemala and they do everything in ritual and ceremony like 
they do things on certain days because they need to be aligned with the energy of that day. And like um, one of the elements that I work with is um, it's called rush pam. It's kapal, which is like a tree resin. Um, and they offer it to the sacred fire and they, it's in their womb balms. It's like extremely like cleansing and healing, like energetically it just goes. So it's like incredible to work with when doing womb work. Cause it just was like that extra key of activation. And um, yeah. So do you spell that? Yeah. I need to make a list of all my postpartum <laughs> things that I need right now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's what I had in my postpartum. Like I had like a trolley that I just got from the bloody $2 shop and I had just all plant medicine on it. I just had my flower essences. I had like a womb balm. I had like this clary sage, like all of it. And it was just so delicious. I had my yoni steam herbs. I love Yoni theming so, so much. So when I seen your, your ones, I was like, yes, I just love it. It's such a me time, like self-care. Oh yeah. It like, like opens up so much, doesn't it? I always get oh. like really like um, inspired after. Yeah. Oh, like the last time I did it, I was kind of like in a bit of a, a funk. I like did a steam and then like I opened up my emails afterwards and I got like three business inquiries. So I was like, sweet. All right. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> like I literally just had to like energetically like open myself up to receive a little bit. Oh. Like here we are. You need like, to do that, Lucy. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. Our I know. Lee, yeah. I've already I've already told Lee he needs to make me a Yoni steaming box. I'm like, next up, a Yoni steaming box. Yeah. And then I need a new cord burning box <laughs> for the bed. So I'm like, come on. Um, yeah. no, but it is I also so beautiful. feel like we've like complicated and put barriers in place to that as well though like again like what do we do in our society but we've made like yoni steaming and postpartum care and using plants in postpartum is this like kind of like elitist thing it's like there's plants growing around you can yes. go and get them yourself if you have the knowledge around like yes certain plants have certain like properties and I'm very intentional with like what I choose to like treat different things but like you can just like go towards what you resonate with or like what is available to you because that's mm. usually what you need and even with like a yoni steaming like grown it's like amazing if someone I had someone to make one for me but I've actually never even used one I used like squat over a pot we did like a collective steam in Guatemala and the um the midwives made it up for us and they were literally like you know those like huge big buckets that are like if you flipped it over, it'd be like the size of a stool. It was like those big buckets. They yeah, were yeah, like yeah. plastic, like not I, super ideal, but like, but they literally just got two planks of wood and put it on a V over it. And they're like, you guys complicate things too much. Just like we've been doing yeah. this, like, you know, this is, there's no barriers for women to do this. Like, bully. Like the, the Pueblo do it. Like, <laughs> totally. totally. Lee has the capabilities and the tools. So yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty absolutely. one. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's for postpartum as well. Like, you know, I like for postpartum, I facilitate it on the toilets, like not necessarily like ideal, but it's too hard to squat. Mm. Like it's, you know, so to have something that is raised, then it is, is good. But yeah, like get inventive with it. There's so many different ways. Like, you know, you sort of see in like the free birth scene that like people have to like equip themselves with all this stuff. And like, yes, this is absolutely nourishing and like supporting of your postpartum. And like, yes, of course I like, I, I have it available because people either like, it's convenient to buy or they don't have the skills or knowledge or they don't want to seek out the skills or knowledge to like do it themselves. But like, it doesn't have to be something like behind a barrier. Like it is something that can be accessible to people as well. So yeah, like mm. I'm always open just to sort of like talk to a woman about what she might need. Like if she buys my stuff, 
or not like whatever at least she has the information to like support herself like yeah we need to like break down the barriers because like yeah that's what we need to do as women as well it's not just about like supporting ourselves but we really need to like build up the women around us as well yeah actually Lucy we talk we talked about this the other day when we were like you know we just people just want to consume as well like they think they have to have it's just like you know I think of my first birth when I went down that whole route of like a pram and like my baby shower was just full of just like absolutely useless presents like and it was exhausting and I feel like people are more inclined to spend like they just want to just they think they have to have all these things and you, you can know, like, consume even in like natural, like yes. items, like yeah. you know, now it's like a birth comb and I don't know, expressing kits for colostrum. It's like those things might have a purpose and they might be really helpful for you if you, yeah, if you need to express colostrum antenatally because you might have, you potentially might need it for your baby because there's an indicator or. Um, you might want a birth comb because you feel like that's going to be supportive of you. But again, it's like coming back to intention and self-awareness and not just consuming because everybody else is buying the herbs or buying the things or the tinctures or whatever. It's like, does this resonate for you? Is this going to energetically hold you and help you? And it's it's aligned for you and your experience and not just because you think you need to buy all the stuff like and it yeah, can totally. in different ways and it's yeah coming back to your instinct and what is resonating for you um for your experience yeah totally it's like coming back to yourself and what you actually need but like again like not creating barriers or like not feeling like you're not going to achieve the birth that you want because you haven't put like certain things in place for your healing or something like that like you know these are like this it's not wrong and like you absolutely should like like support yourself in the ways that you can and yes the ways that you have means to but just know that like there is other ways to do things and like yeah don't get caught up in the consumerism Mm. of it and the because you've seen it like someone it's worked for someone else or like you know Instagram is like you know blessing and a curse right you can sort of like feel like you're constantly lacking something because you're seeing someone else like have these other things and you know I don't I don't feel like postpartum care and support it should be a luxury and Mm. like let's try and break down the barriers so it's not yeah yeah completely and I think meal trains have been a good way that that's kind of broken down a lot of barriers I think because it just takes one person out like connected to the mama to be to reach out to one person to reach out to one person and say hey can we all make one meal to support this woman and family in their postpartum and I think it's also been like um like a lot of people can it's like easeful to make one meal and it's something that doesn't feel too overwhelming or scary or like out of the realm of possibility and then it is this natural unfolding of like how do we mother the mother and nurture the family and yeah I think the meal train has been like a really good like starting point in like normalizing that held postpartum period yeah and I think that that was one of the intentions of like why I wanted to like share the knowledge that I have with other birth workers or other women who support women because I didn't want it just to be like this like oh yes I like I understand so deeply the privilege that I have had to be able to travel the world and like learn this knowledge in the ways that I have and I'm like so deeply respectful of that and like to just offer it to the women that I care on on such like a small scale it's like all women deserve to like 
you know, reconnect with the knowledge that we've always had. This is cross-cultural knowledge as well. This isn't like specific to like one culture at all. Like women all around the world, like support women in very similar ways postpartum and always have. Um, but yeah, all women deserve this. So like the more that we can share this like knowledge and make, like I can help someone feel like comfortable in providing this for someone else like that's how it ripples right Mm. so yeah it's coming back to that like sort of like community care and community support and like regaining that power of ourselves for ourselves so we're not so reliant on these like big systems that are actually not there to serve us and being able to receive it I think like yeah a lot of women feel that they aren't worthy or they don't want to put someone Mm. out or it feels uncomfortable to receive or to set themselves up in a certain way and I think the more that we have these conversations and speak about what a normal postpartum should look like, then more women will be able to yeah, take up that space and be like, I'm worthy of, you know, people coming in and supporting me and taking my bigger children or making me a meal. Or if some, you know, woman in your world, in your, you know, circle comes in and offers you some kind of support, you're like, yeah, thank you so much. And like that gentleness and um, yeah, we're just very we're very out of practice of receiving and feel and yeah feeling worthy I guess um so it is such a big topic really it's like how do we break down the physical barriers of receiving the care that we deserve in postpartum but also the conditioning that we have in our society about receiving yeah Um, I feel like there's like a lot of reciprocity in that as well it's like I have absolutely like loved as like um a woman who's like pre-children to be able to support like my friends who are mums like because not only am I like offering them like support but also I'm learning so much from them like my exposure to the reality of having kids like how many people are having their first baby and have never held a baby before like how the hell do you process birth and postpartum when you've never like whoa I think that's another reason why I like wanted to be a midwife I was like well I want to have kids I need to know what's up right like yeah it's so there's so much like and so we feel like when other people do stuff for us that we're like being a burden to them but like it goes both ways like like you also receive so much from like giving and and in again it comes back to like investing in the mothers of your community invest in your community so overall everyone is going to be better off and it's even just with motherhood too like it's like (laughs) you haven't held a baby you learn to hold a baby or whatever but when they turn like eight and stuff like that is a whole other ball game like motherhood is like birth and pregnancy and postpartum is just the beginning like obviously you can hear in the background but it's just it's such an intense ride and it's an initiation into womanhood and um like you know you're guiding these little people into adults so they can flow through this world and you know be able to give their own medicine it's a big job we've got to prepare for that yeah I think if we if we have have a birth where we've can fully step into our power it enables us to step into motherhood in our power and then forever we can come back to that source as mothering evolves and our children get bigger and new challenges you know we face new challenges it's like you can always tap back into that that power of birth and um 
yeah, you're capable of anything once, <laughs> like when you push a baby out and you feel fully supported in that space, it's like, wow, if I can do that, I can do anything. And this is why it is so paramount and important that we honour birth and this sacred rite of passage. And it's not just, you know, boiled down to just a day. It's not just a day. <laughs> it's the start of a mother like a mother's journey and a rebirth yeah. and like and when you've witnessed that across settings like I know that you have as well like it's so stark and you absolutely see like what is being robbed of women when you see women like emerging from their births like in like just so much force and power and really moving forward with that and then yeah you can see how it like transforms their lives to then like you know, because I do postpartum care, like some of the women that I look after have birthed in hospital and I've witnessed hospital births and like the early, at least those early postpartum days, like women are absolutely like, like destroyed really, like mentally and physically and emotionally and spiritually, like then they're not emerging from their births, like in the ways that they should. And they need so much more support and they're kind of just like, trying to like process trauma put themselves back together here like heal physically whilst you're also going through that transition of becoming a mother or becoming a mother of like more and like whoa like no wonder we're not okay as a society right it's like how do you even emerge from that and then like especially if your partner as well just like witnessed that trauma and took on that trauma and like doesn't know how to support you through it and then we normalize this like what is wrong yeah, it's so wild. I'm just, I'm just so thankful for all of the work that you're doing and putting out there. Um, we need more, more women like you, more birth workers like you, women's workers. Like, it's to change, <laughs> change this trajectory. I think that's why we're so passionate about what we're doing now and just opening up discussion so that, um, especially this podcast, you know that, um anyone can tap into these conversations and we wanted to make it really accessible and so that people can yeah start like pulling at that thread and unraveling and asking questions and realizing there's a different way um mm -hmm. and that's what I'm I think that really is the source of my passion to be honest like as I love birth is the start of it all really but it's about it's deeper than that it's like women just really taking up the space and being in their bodies and empowering themselves like with all these resources and their um, innate wisdom and their instincts and taking that back and not needing to constantly outsource it. It's like everything that you need is inside of you. And um, that's what's going to change the face of birth and mothering and so many things is once we realise that and reclaim that um yeah is there anything else that you wanted yeah. to share well just on that like sometimes it just takes like one person or like one influence or like one like one thing that you've been told to plant that seed and that can be really really powerful like I get messages all the time and like one particularly um recently from like yeah someone who I saw for a body work and you know knew her previously um for her previous birth but like she was up against like quite a lot in the system and she sent me a message in the video of her birth being like like 
I birthed like quite a big baby <laughs> and she's like because you told me that I could I was like of course you could like why wouldn't you be able to it's like yes we know like there's a lot of barriers and stuff in the system that don't support it but like sometimes you just need one person telling you that you can do something and it's just like totally. yeah I can mirroring like, back and just that was my biggest um like thing with my pregnancy was just the women around me yeah. and the support it's just that reminder isn't it it's yeah. like it's yeah. just you already have that knowledge and that knowing but having it echoed back to you it can be so profound and affirming yeah. that's why like I love gathering with women because like it's super yeah. powerful it really really is yeah it's so powerful <laughs> it's so yeah. so powerful I love sitting in circle actually I we yeah. actually um hosted a circle on was it Saturday? Oh my god, my day's getting yeah, it's stuck. amazing. Uh, it's <laughs> epic. Like it's just medicine. Like just yeah. everyone and I love my favorite thing about it is like when everyone first arrives, it's just always a bit like, mm. but then you know, after the first share, you can just see everybody dropping into themselves and getting comfortable and listening and we're all feeling each other and we're all so connected and you know, and then we have a break and sit down with each other and it's just like we're old friends again, you yeah. know. I just yeah. love that so fucking much. Like, I'm mm. I'm actually addicted to going to circles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. I've been like quite remote for like um quite a few months now, like more, more than enough. So I'm like super excited just to sort of like yeah come back into those spaces because I'm really yearning for it. And it's like yeah online like it's it was there and it's still palpable and it's still experienced it but yeah sitting in circle with women is just like non-comparable to anything Mm. else really it's like that's where the medicine lies and that's why like it's so important to sort of like network and connect with your like like like-minded women online if that's where it starts and then in person because like yeah you really there's so much medicine in it right and it's like so beneficial for us like when like I really feel like we've done a lot of healing as women like we're not each other's competition we're here yeah. to build each other up and I think that's where like a lot of big shifts and changes are going to happen mm, there's a lot of there's a lot of wounding there that we need to heal for sure yeah 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 oh well, what a beautiful conversation to start the week off with for both of us. I feel like, yeah, we're coming to a close now with, with this journey of yours. So thank you so much for sharing. And is there anything that you'd like to, um, yeah, leave us with? Anything? Oh, I like, just that I'm so grateful. Like, thank you so much for asking me. It's like such again like these conversations are more like discovery of myself and sort of like what come what comes out because it's just like not curated and so much flow and it's just yeah sometimes I even surprise myself with like what sort of comes out so I love listening back to that as well um but yeah and again like building these connections and building community and it's so interesting like yeah we, we met each other once like years ago and then just to sort of like support each other like on our journeys and how that they've both like evolved like you've been like a really crucial part of like for myself as well so I'm really grateful Chris like mm. yeah for that and I'm yeah glad to have met you today too Christy <laughs> so I just so love excited that. for what you're doing yeah there's just another shamanic woman in front of me I'm like yes 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's a powerful time. It's a really powerful time of awakening and deep connection. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Let's see. Oh well, thank Let's you so much, goes. Sarah. I feel like my I feel like my baby is actually losing her mind. And my two year old just came in the in the room and I was like, go away. It's so, time. Yeah. It's it's time. Tr- we're trusting in the process. This is yeah. always. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful so way to end. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm no, looking forward to seeing, much seeing you more on Instagram and what you're offering yeah, and hopefully to meet you in person too one day for sure and we'll pop yeah. your instagram and all your details in the show notes and we'll share on our instagram as well if people want to connect in with you yes and please do yeah. all your events that are it. coming up i'm so excited Amazing. to see all yeah. those events um unravel and oh, such exciting times ahead yeah um, i'm really so excited yeah. thank you for thank your you. Time. much love thank you thank you much love thank you have a great day Sarah. Bye. <laughs> Bye.